Inspiration now in session. Inspire guys, people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Success is a moving target. Look, I've really been thinking about this a lot lately, how in this life, we just, you know, we want it to happen like so bad. And we talk about that a lot on this show. Um, and that word that I love, which is what? Say it with me, people. Process. But it's time for me to dig a little deeper into this idea and this thought, you know, and I feel like because this is a journey, like you can't just go past something too quick. And, you know, when you are on this road to success and greatness and searching for your purpose, the reality of it is what most people are looking for. And not you. I know that's not you because you've been rocking with this show for a minute and you know what we about. You know what I'm saying? We about that slow cooked meal that's going to taste real good in the end. Real good in the end. Hey, this ain't fast food over here, baby. This that soul food. All right, I'm sorry. Um, have you ever went to the carnival, right? And you, you play some games at the carnival. Here's the interesting thing about carnival games. Like, they look real fun. They got the music. They got the colors. It almost look easy. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, give me that. I'm about to, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to win this teddy bear, bruh. Give me that. Yeah, I want that one for my girl. Then you like, you pick up the ball and, and you shooting, and you like, oh, the rim move on this one. Like, look, because look, when you hooping in real life at the gym, the rim don't move. It's standing still. What that mean? You can get into a rhythm. You know what I'm saying? Like some people practice their shots. The rim is the same size every time. It, you know what I'm saying? Same, the, the, uh, the cylinder, the, the circle, whatever, it's, it's the same. Like the, the, the basketball, same size. You know what I'm saying? And the rim standing still. Yeah, you might have to go through some obstacles like uh, some people playing defense, but you like, oh, psh, I got his ankles. Oh, get over here. Uh, uh, got him. At the carnival, though, you like, oh, you trying to hit a basket on a moving target. It's a lot harder to get your rhythm. You know what I'm saying? Even when you make one, you're like, all right, cool. Uh, I got the one. Because, look, on the real court, you can start, you know, you get your routine and you're like, all right, I'm feeling it. I'm on fire. It's hard to get on fire at the carnival when the rim is moving. Because you're not shooting the same shot every time. What am I trying to say? That's how success is. 
I don't want to talk to y'all about success like it's something that you just hit, get into a rhythm, and you never out of the rhythm. Like, uh, I'm about to average 40 oh, for the rest of my career now because ah, I graduated college. Oh, got that job promotion. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, we uh, got the big check. Let's get it. What I've learned and the reason you have to keep working and you have to keep your focus is because that rim ain't staying in the same spot. Oh, it's going to move. And for anyone who's lying to themselves and telling themselves that, no, nah, it's going to be easy. Or for those of us who seek out, you know, pastors and friends and family and mentors that just tell us what we want to hear and block out anyone who keeps it extra crispy with us, we setting ourselves up for failure. Because it's like you shooting your shot, you playing basketball, but you playing the wrong type of basketball. Like that ain't the game we playing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you playing, playing ball like the rim stay in the same spot and you playing a game where it moves, you ain't never really going to win. And you might hit a couple shots just off luck alone, and that may sustain you for a while. But eventually you will fail. You will not get the teddy bear in the end. And I learned for myself. You know, my wife and I going through some of this process ourselves learned. People teach you that you got to make money, but they don't teach you how to leave a poverty mindset. And, you know, I know that I'm talking to individuals on this show who are, you know, on all different levels on the spectrum. Right. So I'm just speaking generally right now. And some of off of my own experiences is like, first you know, we broke. And it's like, okay. Then you start, you know, again, you hit some successes, whether it be schools or you get the right job or things like that. And, and you like, okay, when you think success is, you know, is an idol, is standing still, like a stationary target, that's the word I was looking for. Like, then you like, oh, cool. I got a job promotion. I make more money than I used to make. All is going to be well in life. I've made it now. I'm good. Well, after we did that for like a year or two, it's like, yo, we make more money and we still live in check to check. Why? Because success moved. Success used to be the target used to be just graduating college or getting the job promotion or the raise. At one point, that was the target. And then you get it and you like, oh, where the target go? Like, where did success go? Because I'm still broke. I'm still struggling. We still, you know, living how we were living. And you're like, oh, man, the rim is way over there. You still shooting like the rim didn't move. Because after you make a little money, then somehow, some way, you have to figure out, what do I do? Well, if you have grown up, you know, with a mindset and being programmed to just think that the goal was the money, then you're just going to get the money and do the same thing you've always done. You're going to get to that point and never change. And please believe me, this matters as a believer because we are to have a renewed mind and be a new creature in Christ. So you can't just come into the kingdom of God with the same exact mentality that you had when you were in the world. Yes, the goal used to be go to church. Like, for, just be real. For some of us, that's the goal at, at one point. Success is just the fact that you literally got up and made it to church today because, you know, you might have been living in a world. We might have, you know, all of us at some point in our, in our lives weren't saved. And so success was just like, yo, just, just come around these church people. Like, just come to this church. Come to this event. That was success. 
And then you got there. And it was like, you know what? After, after what? Three, four months, five months? I don't know however long it took you. At some point, it's like, it's no longer just enough for me to be here. Like, I, I got to get saved now. Like, like, coming into the church building ain't enough. Success moved. Then you got saved. And then, now you might be trying to discover your purpose. Why am I here? What work in ministry does the Lord want me to do? You see how success moves throughout life? But if you still 30 years in the game, you've been going to this church 30 years, you ain't even came up and got saved yet, you don't pray, you don't read your Bible, like, you're you not doing no ministry, like, it's easy to get complacent. And I'm not pointing fingers at anyone who might feel like they're there, but I'm just letting, I'm just being real and saying, yo, man, I know 20 years ago success was just, you know, your mama used to make you get up and just, y'all going to church today. But at some point, success moves. So, ultimately, you make a little money, right? But no one teaches you what to do with it. And, and that's one of the dangers of poverty. I used to be blown away, like, how can people make it to the NBA or, you know, people like MC Hammer, or, you know, people who get millions of dollars and lose it because they got the money, they obtained it. Success one day was just signing the contract, but they stayed there and success had moved because once you made that amount of money, then now the next step is like, yep, got a new goal, new target. Now I got to figure out how to keep it. No one really teaches us that because we glorify just obtaining money so much. And to me, that's a scary thing because just obtaining money just to spend it, that's like worshiping money to me. Like you can't control it. There's no discipline. And I used to be like that. But I thank God for growth. And again, here's the overall arching theme of this. Believe it or not, a lot of what I'm talking about right now is remaining humble. Because when you live life in a way that, hey, I've arrived, or yeah, I'm the man, like, you know what I'm saying? I got this or I got that, so now I'm the man. Or, I'm, you know, you that, you that girl, you know, you that deal, whatever it is. Whatever y'all say these days, I don't know. The point is, when you live like that, then there's an arrogance that comes with thinking you've arrived. And I've learned, you know, whether it be in our marriages, in our relationships, our friendships, Man, success is forever changing. There's forever a deeper part of me that I need to grow to. There's forever a deeper purpose or something that the Lord is showing me about myself that I need to correct, that I need to sharpen up. And that happens from, you know, being around the right people, number one, um, being in God's word, prayer, and it takes time. So overall, I'm just trying to say, man, like, if you are in that struggling place, if you are in that place of trying to find your purpose, yes, this show is about balancing faith and business to guide you there. But it's also about being realistic with you and letting you know you're not just going to get there and stay in one spot. Success is not about arriving. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I said something the other day. I, it was like a caption on a post I made, but it was like, I haven't arrived. I'm forever arriving. And that's really the goal for me. It's like to forever, as long as I have breath in my lungs, to be striving to get to where God wants me in that season, on that day, in that moment. And sometimes, y'all, that changes. Sometimes that moves. And I truly believe, like, that's just part of what life is about. It's not really a fun thing because a lot of times we would just want to make it, be done, check it off our list, 
yo, you that deal, you made a little money, now you can be arrogant. Well, guess what? You can make a little money and lose a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? So you got to keep your head on straight and be focused. And there's always someone doing more. You know what I'm saying? That's just the reality. Like, there's a lot of people doing way more than me. But I'm growing by the grace of God. Y'all helping me grow. We growing together. And we trying to be in the word and keep it, you know, focus on the right thing. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's time to, like, understand, like, uh, that shot you shooting, uh, that blessing you going to get, you know, it's going to be something else. Come on, let's just be, let's just be real about it. Like, you're going to get that blessing. This ain't going to be the last time you pray. You're going to pray about something else. Success is a moving target, man. So, you know, don't play the wrong game, y'all. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm getting it. Uh, give me that teddy bear, bro. Oh, I'm, I'm, let me, sidebar. I ain't nothing to be played with on some arcade hoops. I'm just letting y'all know that right now. Thank you. It's time to go. Song, y'all. Yo, 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 what is up, God's people? Hey, man, I'm inspired. Oh, the churchiness came out of me when I said amen. <laughs> what up, Jay? What up, Lavelle? Hey, man, nothing much, just chilling, man. I, uh, okay, so, so I want to talk about something today. I have what would be called a deep conversation. We really, are about to go to another level. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, I'm excited to see where this goes. <laughs> what you got? All right. So give me a minute. Just give me, give me, let me, let me lay this picture. It was something I read and it really, really jumped out to me, but it's going to take me a minute to kind of explain it. I know usually, it's you know, segment, brother. <laughs> usually, you know, usually I have a, a general idea of where I'm going and this one, I, I, I know where it's going, but it is, it's going to take a second to clear. Okay. So, there's a guy named uh, John Craker. He wrote a book called Into Thin Air. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna read some things. I wrote some things down because I didn't want to mess this up. This is, okay. this is a true story, right, and I know people it. got Google now, and you can research. Like he lied. He said <laughs> so. I'm gonna read. I want to read false prophet. <laughs> right, right. Google be snitching on prophets, don't it? <laughs> All right. So John Craker wrote this book called Into Thin Air, and it relates the hazards that plagued the climbers that went to Mount Everest in 1996. There's a group of climbers that went to Mount Everest in 1996. It says that year, the attempt to reach the summit resulted in a great loss of life. Many of them died, right? Wow. Some circumstances were out of their control, but fundamental mistakes cost them dearly. And some of those were unfortunately made while still within reach of solutions. Okay. So these people, some of these, some of these people died. And while some circumstances were out of their control, there were some circumstances that still had solutions. And you'll see. So, so one of those people that died, his name was uh, Andy Harris. Okay. Okay. He was one of the leaders, one of the expedition leaders. He stayed at the peak past the deadline that they had set themselves. Ooh. Mm-hmm. On his descent, he became in dire need of oxygen. He radioed his predicament to the base camp, telling them of his need and that he had come up on a cache of oxygen containers left by the other climbers and that they all 
were empty. So this man stayed up, up there way past the deadline that they had set for themselves. Now he's in dire need of oxygen. He's coming down. He radios them and tells them that he finds this, this cache of air containers, but all of them are empty. Now, those who had already passed by the containers on their way down knew that the containers were not empty. They were actually all full. Whoa. Even as they pleaded with him on the radio to make use of them, it was to no avail because he was already starved for oxygen. He continued to argue that the canisters were empty. The problem was that the lack of what he needed so disoriented his mind that though he was surrounded by a restoring supply, he continued to complain of its absence. The very thing he held in his hand was absent in his brain and ravaged his capacity to recognize what he was clutching in his grasp. Wow. This man literally had containers full of oxygen. He was in dire need of oxygen, but because the the starvation of oxygen to his brain made him think that the canisters were empty while everybody else was telling him that every last one of those things were full. Wow. Now I'm gonna be honest. Mm -hmm. This is a deep conversation. (laughs) Um, That's a really good one. Now, there are times, I, I'm just being honest, mm-hmm. I literally feel like I need to go back, study, grab my commentary, mm. read the word. Like, and I'm, not, <laughs> I'm saying that as a compliment to how good that is mm. because we have these conversations and we just talking. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. hearing this stuff for the first time and right. I'm just saying what I think. <laughs> um, but, man, this is one of those things where regardless of what I say right now, I'm just throwing this out there as a, uh-huh. a disclaimer. I know that there's going to be more that I could have said. Mm. <laughs> I feel like well, that's it right there. Well, but you know what? The good thing about you having your own show is that you can come back and talk about it that, on another show. That is true. <laughs> this may be more content. So I want to deal with a couple of things here, man. Mm-hmm. So first, you have the fact that he stayed beyond the deadline. Mm. Let's mm-hmm. just first, let's just, let's just park the car there. Okay. And deal with that. Yeah. In our lives, Mm. there are times that we know that we should have done something, Mm should have moved on, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's really what he's dealing with is knowing when to move on. Mm -hmm. Now, the crazy thing to me is, like, you set the deadline. So here's what I think when when I'm in those type of situations. Always think about where was my mindset when I set the deadline? Okay. Because if I was in a sober place mm-hmm. when I said I wasn't going to spend more than $1,000 on this trip. Okay. If I was in a, and when I mean by sober is not, I don't want nobody to get it mixed up. I'm right, not right. getting drunk out here. <laughs> I'm saying sober-minded, biblically, in right. a sound place, okay? Mm-hmm. So if I was where God wanted me to be when I set the deadline, mm-hmm. then when I'm being tempted to overspend, I want to think about the fact that like, well, Wait a minute. Um, I got to trust where I was when I made the decision. Mm, okay. So he didn't trust himself okay. or, or the group or the, the team. Mm-hmm. 
But that whole idea of staying beyond your, st- overstaying your welcome, mm-hmm. that's a real thing. All right, when I was doing Bellwether fashion, okay, I did Bellwether, and I'm not going to go deep into it, but I knew when it was time for me to move beyond it. Okay, okay. But it wasn't easy mm. because I loved it and because I wanted to see it go further mm-hmm. the way I wanted it to. Okay. Then I moved from that and I started Christian Lifestyle Brand. Mm-hmm. We had a very successful event. Um, and I felt like, mm, that's not it. Okay. I got to move on. Mm. Doesn't mean I can't never come back to that or, you know, u- utilize those in some way. But I knew there was something else. And do you not know that because I moved in the right timing, mm-hmm. that's where this idea was birthed for Inspire God's People? Wow. Wow. So if you had stayed where you were not supposed to be, there's a great possibility we wouldn't be doing this show right now. There's no way we'd be doing it. Wow. Because I know for a fact that God gives me new ideas when I know when to move on from something. Mm. And I don't mean like, okay, so that doesn't mean I'm going to move on from this right now or something like that. Mm-hmm. What it does mean is I'm going to try my best to trust God's timing. And if God wants me to do this for 30 years, then this may be that thing, right? Sometimes you get to that point where it's like, yep, this is where I wanted you. Mm -hmm. This is where you're supposed to be, Mm -hmm. you know, set up your tent here and stay here. You know, thinking back when you were doing Bellwether, you were, you were doing really well. Um, You had a very successful brand. It was phenomenal material. I mean, you know, just your, your production of it was superb. Now, I'm, let, let's go back to this Andy Harris guy that stayed up there. I, I have no idea why. I didn't read the book. Into thin I didn't read the book. Okay. So I have no idea why that man stayed up there past the time and why he was up there. Everybody else had left. Right. But I can imagine that there's a possibility. Maybe it was so beautiful. Man. You're at the top of Mount Everest, the tallest, one of the tallest mountains in the world, if not the tallest mountain in the world. You're up there. It's beautiful. You don't want to let go, even though you set the deadline of when to come down because you know what can happen if you stay too long. But he's up there. I can just imagine it being so perfect, so tranquil. And he stayed up there longer than he should. So you can stay at a good thing too long. Mm. Like there could be something that you're enjoying and, and that's good, but it's just time for you to go. Mm. Now, you got to know that you're being led by God, right? Because yes. I, I try to be careful when I make blanket statements like that yeah, so, because everybody no, feels, he's speaking to me. Somebody out there, I knew I should leave my wife. Exactly. Right. <laughs> that devil is alive. Right, don't nobody get no divorce. Uh, no, right. Hey, this is a good thing, baby, but it's time for me to come. Baby, I had a deep conversation. Exactly. Um, no, so, so that was the first thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, now let's deal with that second thing. Okay. He's now at a place where he's in need and he's radioing. He's asking for help. Mm. But he's asking for something and he already has it. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I think that's where that studying is going to come in. That's deep. That is really deep. He had it in his hands. And he refused to listen to the people who were letting him know that what he had was right there in front of him. Lord, bless me to have a radio show mm. 
that reaches thousands and mm-hmm. millions and, and does all these things, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. God can be like, you already have inspired God's people, mm-hmm. and it's already doing what you're asking me for it to do. Mm. And I'm telling you, just do that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. They, they telling him, like, bro, like, the oxygen is right there. So it's like, yo, the, and I know we talked about that on the previous show, but it's mm-hmm. like the people right here, mm-hmm. the people you supposed to reach is right here. Don't look past them. Mm. Don't look past your blessing trying to get to a blessing. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. He, wow. He had the blessing. The thing that would sustain his life at his hand, in his grasp. And he refused to believe that it was there to help him. He had the ram in the bush. Mm. He's like, no, I'd rather kill my son. Mm. So so you think about that as like, God provides. Mm -hmm. God is a provider. And there, there are times when, like, okay, I can think of when Moses and the children of Israel when, when, when Pharaoh finally freed them, mm-hmm. Exodus chapter 14, I believe this is where this is happening at. Okay. There's this point where there's like 600 chariots chasing them. And mm-hmm. So on one side, you got chariots. Mm-hmm. And then they get to this point where on the other side is the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. And so I think what happens is, right, because remember, he was in that place of dire need. Yes. Sometimes when we get in that place of dire need and we aren't thinking right, with our messed up mind, we're trying to find answers that we'll never find an answer to. Mm. And in Exodus like 14, 21, okay. God tells Moses to raise his staff mm. and then the, the waters are divided. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. the situation mm-hmm. there, right? Mm-hmm. But Moses had to raise his staff. Mm-hmm. What if he would have in his mind, like, no, I don't, I don't, I'm just not going, mm-hmm. I just don't see the point. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not raising the staff right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, raise the oxygen tank. Yeah. Pick it up. Like, do that. And so there are some times that God is telling us to do something, and we not doing it because we think it's stupid. Well, he had, in his, he had the answer in his hand. I'm not talking about Andy Harris. I'm talking about Moses. Literally. He literally had the answer in his hand. He just didn't know what to do with it until God spoke and told him to, to raise it, to lift it up, right? So we, nor- we a lot of times God will give us the answer, but we're looking for this big, it can't just be a staff. Right. It has to be something greater. You wow. have literally 600 chariots coming this way, and the Red Sea on the <laughs> other side, there has to be more than just a, sta- a stick. He waiting on the Caribbean cruise ship. <laughs> like, nah, ain't no stick. Like, I'm waiting on the ship. That's how it got to happen. Okay, okay, so let's talk about, David, okay, when he went to fight Goliath, remember they tried to put Saul's armor. armor on him. Yes, and he could not fight with that armor, so he used what he had, which was a slingshot. Ain't that something? His slingshot that he used to scare off wolves and bears and lions in the forest that was trying to eat his sheep. Yeah, was the same thing that God ended up using to kill that giant in his life. And so sometimes we are so worried about looking miraculous, mm. right? It's like, no, I want, 
No, I gotta. I'm, I'm supposed to look sweeter than this when I defeat my. Right. Like, hold on. Like, and, and so, so what I'm saying is, well, like, would've, well, hold on. That would have looked sweet, right? If David had on Saul's armor exactly. and beat Goliath, exactly, it would have looked sweet, right? He had, he got the sword, he got the the shield, he yep. got the helmet on. He just looked, ah, right. Yep. He had a slingshot. <laughs> but here's the crazy thing about it, though. Had he done that, he would have looked sweet and lost. Wow. And so wow. the issue that we're having sometimes is that we look sweet while we're losing. Mm. It's like, okay, yeah, you, you know, wanted to be a famous singer mm-hmm. and you wanted to travel the world. And then you get out there and realize, wait a minute, I look real sweet, mm-hmm. but internally I'm losing because I'm lost on the inside because I'm still a human being. You know what I mean? And then you find yourself out there and it's like, look, man, don't look sweet and lose. Mm. And, and that's the thing. So sometimes God has called you to a place. Let, let, let's deal with this. Sometimes God didn't call you to a place to reach the world. Okay. Like everybody in the world right now thinks that they are called to reach millions. <laughs> like, right. bruh, like, when you, you think about the, the little boy um, when, when Jesus... You had the, the two fish and five loaves. Yes, yes. There wasn't there. Oh man, I don't want to mess up this scripture. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't want to mess up the scripture. I don't know if the boy. I believe he had the bread or something. There, there was a. There's one of the gospels that talks about this little boy. Uh huh. But uh-huh. they just mention him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Think about how small the part he played in it is. Wow. Nobody ever talks about the little boy. Mm-hmm. But that was a huge, mm-hmm. huge contribution. <laughs> Wow, that that's that's really good because he literally had he had his lunch. God used that little boy's lunch to end up feeding, you know, the Bible says it was five thousand men. But you can imagine if they had their right. wives and their children, children with them, we're talking at least fifteen thousand people. And God ended up using uh this little boy's fish sandwich lunch <laughs> to Feed, the, feed this multitude. But what if the boy was like, uh, I'm just going to eat because it really don't make sense to give this to Jesus. And he tried to feed all these people with it. So, so. here so here we go. Mm-hmm. John, again, we in John, St. Okay. John, mm-hmm. chapter six. If you go down to, uh, let's start at verse seven. Okay. Philip answered him. It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Mm. Verse 8. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Verse 9. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Mm. Wow. So there, here's a boy. Uh-huh. That was his great, that was his br- big break. So, <laughs> so could you imagine, right, if God wants to use you in a way where your big break is just a small mention of your name, mm. but that small contribution is a miracle. Wow. What if the little boy was like, no, God called me for my name to be in lights? Because think about it. Mm-hmm. Everyone before that, the, not, the disciples, we know them by name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we know them by name. They're in the story. Mm-hmm. And I, what, what I'm saying is that sometimes our contribution to this life, 
you may contribute something mm -hmm. and your name may not go in lights. Mm -hmm. But you have to be more focused on the purpose and the contribution that God called you to. Because, look, I'm going to go out on a limb, right? Okay. And just guess and say, see, he was a small boy when he contributed to that. Mm -hmm. Man, I can imagine he lived a blessed life after that. Oh, amen. Absolutely. I would believe that as well. Jesus in the flesh wow. uses your lunch mm -hmm. to feed these people? Mm -hmm. Oh, man, he probably walked away like, glory. Right. <laughs> well, like, or, or, or think about after Jesus rose from the dead. Man. That little boy was like. I know him. Man. He used my lunch to feed all of these people. Y'all know how sweet it feels to, to know somebody. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. if, if you know somebody important, it feels good. Let's mm -hmm. just be honest. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, like, I know my man. Like, I right. met him. And you're trying to convince people, like, yo, I gave homie my lunch. Right. <laughs> A little boy. Wow. And, and so what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that, Listen, you don't have to make your story dramatic for it to be powerful. Mm, My mm. man had the answer in his hands with the oxygen tanks. Wow. He was he was trying to be dramatic. Like, mm. no, this ain't it. Right. I got a radio in. 10, 10, 4, 10, 4, breaker, <laughs> breaker, come get me. Mm. Man down. He wanted right. the ambulance and everybody to come. We got you. And they're telling him, there's oxygen in the tank. No, I need it. Y'all got to send something up to me. Make a, a big ado about it, right? But it's there. Look, it, right it will there. take more than a half way, half year's wages mm. for everyone just to take a bite. Mm -hmm. And God is saying, nope, no, I could use that. Wow. And, and even I, I forgot which disciple actually mentioned the boy uh, when he, you know, well, you, you have one disciple that, that said. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Okay. He's the one that said, which one said that the. Um, Here's a boy. Okay. Yes, that was Andrew. So after the other disciples said that there's, it would take all of this money to feed all of these people, this disciple says, but there's a boy here. But then he even turned around and was like, but still, what is that going to do? But how far will they go among so many? So sometimes you got to stop looking at the amount, mm. right? That, that's really what I, what I get. Mm -hmm. One of the things I get right out of this is let's stop looking at the amount. Mm -hmm. Because let, let's go back to the guy who had, he said it was a cache mm -hmm. of oxygen tanks. Mm -hmm. He ain't tried not one of them. Wow. Sometimes you trying to assume the answer before you just go through the process. Mm -hmm. Listen, bro, if that's me, I'm thinking if it's a hundred oxygen tanks, I only need one. <laughs> right. And so sometimes we are trying to look for such the big number, right? Mm -hmm. If I just reach one. We're doing this show, and our mentality has to be whoever the Lord leads us to reach, let us reach them. Mm -hmm. On a previous show, you talked about a bunch of little things equaling the big thing. 1,000 small things or 1,000 little things. What if there were 100 canisters that only had a little bit of air in each one? Wow. I love it. He could have still survived off of that. He could have just... <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take all day. Right. You're gonna lose the breath quicker than you gain it. But no, that's a that's an excellent point. Mm. That's an excellent point. It again, 1,000 little things. Mm. You do the, the little thing right 1,000 times, mm -hmm. and it could have added up to your point mm -hmm. to, to a whole tank. Right. Enough to get you where you gotta go. Yeah. And and th and this man lost his life. He died. 
people losing their dreams, losing their business, losing mm. their goals because they're so busy trying to do, they're trying to be a star. Mm-hmm. You're trying to do the big thing. You're trying to have your name in lights. What if God just called you to preach at your church right mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not every church in the world, not travel the nation. And I, listen, mm-hmm. man, why I don't, I don't never hear prophets say, you called to hear. Like, <laughs> right. everybody got to have this dramatic 10-4, breaker, breaker. I see mm-hmm. a thousand takes. Somebody come get me. Like, mm-hmm. listen, man, what if you're the little boy and God just calls you to be where he wants you at so that he can do what he wants to do. Yes. Yes. First Kings chapter 19, starting at verse 11, it says this, and this is God speaking to Elijah. He says, then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord and behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks into pieces before the Lord. But, the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it, and he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Wow. I don't know that that's ever stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Of course, I've read it. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that I've ever, in the context that we're talking now, mm-hmm. really, really just meditated on that. Mm-hmm. Like, so we looking for lights, camera, action, and mm-hmm. we're looking for Hollywood to solve all our problems and the void in our life. Like, you know, everybody... You know, you think because you struggle with self-esteem problems that the answer is that you're going to become somebody on the front of a magazine and, Mm. you know, get some plastic surgery and start looking different and all that. Mm -hmm. And you do all that and you still feel a void Mm -hmm. because it's not all the lights, camera, action that fills a void and gives you peace. Mm -hmm. It's in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's where the peace is. Being where you're supposed to, the, the still small voice that causes you to move and say, okay, yes, Lord, I'll go right here. Mm-hmm. And the thing is this, God decides. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, right, if everybody's the king, <laughs> like, well, who's going to be the 30 elite soldiers mm-hmm. that David had? Like, like right. you got to be, the, everybody has a position and a place, right, and a purpose for their position. Mm-hmm. But everybody can't be at the top. Everybody can't be the head. And I think one of the things we struggle with is that sometimes people who are the head can't even get support because everyone wants to be the head. Mm. It's like you want to walk around with a body with four heads and no arms. It's like, hey, I'm I'm up here too. I ain't about to be the arm. I ain't picking nothing up. Wow. So It's amazing in this, and I would have to really break this down. But in verse 11, it says God told him to go out and stand on the mountain. But it's not until verse 13 where he actually went out so god told him to go stand on the mountain and then all this stuff started happening you got this 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 great wind and all this dramatic stuff you have you got the earthquake you got the fire but then when the still small voice happened then elijah heard it and then he obeyed god and he went out amazing wow yeah i feel i feel bad for andy harris man (laughs) i do i like (laughs) 
He literally had oxygen, but refused to believe that it was full. He had everything he needed and overlooked it. Wow. So what does that mean for us? What do we, how do we not rely on ourselves, but like just stretch out and rely on God? First of all, follow the plan from the beginning, mm. right? Because he first made the mistake when he overstayed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you know, we know when we're overstaying. Yeah. You know, when, when you were 18, they, they said he was just young and that's why he's still wilding out. Uh-huh. When, when you were 25, it's like, well, he's still getting it out of his system. Mm-hmm. It's like, now, you, now you're 35 and it's like, come on, bro. Like, at, at oh. some point, you need to get your life together. At some point, you got to make the decision that it's time for me to go mm-hmm. where God called me to go. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, we got to listen to the Lord, man. And, and I really think that we, we have to stop listening to the world. Listen to the word, not the world. Mm. Because so many people are following the ways of the world, mm-hmm. and that's where they're getting their answers from, from some celebrity on a talk show giving advice or, you know, mm-hmm. all these things. And we treat those things like it's the word of God. Wow. Yeah, they can say no wrong. Yeah. We tr- treat the word of God. Trust God. Okay. The Bible, that's an ancient book. Right. Wow. Well, my brother, this really was a deep conversation. It was deep. Like, it was it was super deep. I feel like I just went on a sabbatical. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I feel like I should have on, like, some type of ancient robe right now. Uh, something like. You know what yeah. I feel like I should have on? An oxygen tank. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate you allowing me to get that off my chest because I really... That bothered me, man. Like they're really like these people senseless, senselessly died, and and like it, the uh, the little opening of that paragraph that I read said that some things were out of their control. True enough, right? But there were some things that were in their control. Control what you can control. Mm. Stop worrying about the things that that's out of your control anyway, because mm. that's really the reality. Of, look, some of this stuff is out of our control anyway, mm-hmm. and we worried about it, mm-hmm. and it's stopping us from doing what we can control. So we becoming so distracted by things we can't control. It's like, bro, just just do what you can do. Yeah. And and I and I believe that's really all God calls us to do. Step out on faith, do what he called you to do, and he's gonna do the rest. We try to be God. A lot of times we try to be the Holy that's Spirit. True. I can I gotta make it, I gotta make something happen. Right. But hey. Man, that was deep. All right, my brother. I'm out of here, man. I got to go contemplate. I'll holler at you, brother. Grab your <laughs> oxygen tank. All right, bro. Thank you! It's time to go. Don't ignore the still, small voice. There are so many distractions in this world. So many things pulling at us. You know, we pick up our phones, log into social media. Turn on, you know, the TV now. You don't just have regular TV, regular cable. You got YouTube TV and Netflix and everything that is calling for our attention, that is, you know, trying to push us towards a certain mindset. Um, and it's the still small voice that we should be listening for. And this is why I think it's so important, you know, 
to be able to get into the word so that you can recognize God's voice. Like, how am I going to hear God's voice telling me, you know, you know, what business to start, what business to walk away from, which job, you know, to take, which one to turn down? How could I ever know what the Lord really wants for me if I don't know his voice? You know what I'm saying? And, and let's be real. It's kind of like when you're in a, a, a room full of people and there's a lot going on. If someone calls your name, you hear it. Isn't that crazy? The room could be ah, 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 chatter, like just loud, just talking, all that. So, Jermaine, you're like, huh? Like what? You know your name. So even in the midst of all the craziness, you recognize your name. What am I saying? We need to be rooted in the word of God. We need to know his voice so that when we're in the midst of this crazy world and all this stuff that just pulls at us all, you know, me, me included, it's all of us have to fight distractions, but we got to know his voice when it's like, Ooh, yo, Ooh, I need to sit down. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm, no, okay. Oh, you want me to do that guy? Oh, I, I got to go after that one. Because we're talking about success in Christ. We want good success. Good success. I believe in the book of Joshua, that phrase is used and it stood out to me. Good success. We don't just want any type of success, any jobs, any money. You want the good stuff. It's time to get social. Let's get social. It's time to get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Let's get social. Guys, people, I think I got time to try to sneak in one or two of these. We about to get social over on my Facebook page. So let's jump right into it. All right, here's the first post. It has 295 likes, 37 comments, and 100 shares. Here's what I said. Oh, this is a joke, by the way. Had the little smiley faces on there for y'all who can't see it because you listening to the radio. Pastors, please don't tell me it's my season. I'm from Michigan. Seasons change every day, fam. Look, y'all. It just is what it is. I done told y'all before. Living in Michigan, it just never ceases to amaze me. This past weekend, me and Tiff went out for a couple hours in the morning. And literally, like after a few hours being out there, the weather changed into a whole new day. We came home, changed our clothes. It was a whole different situation. If you would have saw us earlier and saw us later, you would have thought it was a year and a half later because we had on different types of outfit. Not just like different shoes, different shirts. It's like, oh, you go from like tank top to sweater. That's living in Michigan, so it just is what it is. All right, let's get one more in. This one has 151 likes, 13 comments, 15 shares. This is also a joke, people. I said, people will tell you to stay out of their business while literally posting all of their business on social media. All right, I got to be honest. This is fascinating to me. The fact that everyone is, you know, kind of claiming they got haters and they are my business, all this stuff. I'm like, bruh, I know when your baby was born. I know when you had a ham sandwich, when you went out of town and tried. Do y'all realize, like, people literally put every ounce of their life in business on social media, and it cracks me up. Look, do what you do. It's, it's your choice. It's your page and your life. But it's funny to me, if you're going to do that, you can't turn around and then tell people to stay out of your business 
when you literally are promoting the business of your life on social media every single day. Um, that is how I know um, most of y'all who probably listening. I probably know your baby names and they never seen you a day in my life. But I love you. That's the beauty of social media because it connects us to people across the world. And look at me. I got time for one more. I didn't talk so fast. All right, here's the last one. 277 likes, 80 comments, 111 shares. This is also a joke, and I guess I joke a lot. You sat in the movies for three straight hours without using the bathroom, but you can't sit through a 30-minute sermon? Then I drop some eyeballs on there at the end, you know, like some little eyeball emojis to look at you, you know what I'm saying, make you feel real bad because you went to see that three-hour movie and you ain't want to get up and use the bathroom, you know what I'm saying? But um, it was actually people real life mad at me in these comments. Like people was offended and like defending like, oh no, I'm like, I don't know. I guess the world is getting weird to me where it's like you can't literally make a clean, innocent joke without people getting mad. But I'm the type of person that wasn't really tripping about it. It was like, oh, it was a joke. But if you want to have a real deep conversation about using the bathroom in church, then I'm going to leave that on you. Look, it was a great show today. We about to pray and have the J. Will Music song of the day after that. So. Let us get into prayer mode. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Thank you for these people who are listening today, Father. Lord, thank you for your still, small voice in this distracted and loud and crazy world. I'm just praying for our minds, Lord, that we're able to know your voice and hear your voice when you speak. Your word says that your sheep know your voice. We are your people. We are your sheep. And I pray that you lead and guide us, Lord, exactly where we're supposed to go. If we're just a boy that's going to share our lunch so that you can do a miracle, let us be okay with that. It's in your matchless son, Jesus name that we are praying these prayers. And I hope that they're connecting with people all across the world and that they're not taking it lightly. We honor you and we praise you. It's in Jesus name we pray. Your holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God's people, today's J. Will music song of the day is entitled Super Music. It's from my first album, The End is the Beginning of Forever, featuring Been Darius James. Quiet now, careful what you say. You think you know it all, you don't know what they Holy Spirit. Hold on to me, don't let me go Don't pass me by, Holy Spirit Hold on to me, don't let me go Don't pass me by No, I don't have an S on my chest enough I don't think music can save the world But I do think that it can edify the saints Just a little bit of substance Make a lot of difference if you listen, please know opinions This is much more than a status or a tweet The words stand out a little more than the beats To help you understand that you are what you're seeing This is for the Christians, not for the streets Cause the song can't reach you, the word can't reach So even though I'm an artiste And I try to paint pictures with my audio visions I know that my songs ain't nothing without the Lord I know he's real, so why would I doubt the Lord? Without him, my music is Clark Kent But with the Holy Spirit, that's super music Up, up and away, it's a bird, it's a plane No, 
It's just another song that I sing Thank you for listening to today's show. Look, do you have feedback? You want to let me know what's on your mind? You got a topic you want to hear? Or you just want to let me know what you thought about today's show? It's easy. Shoot me an email. You can catch me at JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. Again, JermaineWilsonMusic. It's all one word. Let me know what you think. And you like this show, don't you? So you know what you want to do? You want to listen to it at work. You want to listen to it in the gym. Do me a favor. Just search Inspire God's People. You can Google it. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, and anywhere else you listen to music or podcasts. You know what else? You should share this show with someone. Why? Because it's a good show. And if you don't like this show, just act like you like it. 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 Act like you like it.